1: Oil in the water. The spill went unreported for three days.
2: And chaos in the street. At least six kids were fighting with
1: rocks, sticks, and a taser.
2: A good cause. That's what actually lights me up. And a terrible crime. She was sold. So I thought I could take advantage of her. All stories with one thing in common. Maybe they think Miley Cyrus is controversial.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know.
2: They came from one reporter covering a beat. From the Fox 6 studios, this is Open Record. We are investigative reporters breaking down the big stories, what it took to get them, taking you behind the scenes. It's the stuff we couldn't tell you on TV. I'm Brian Polson, and my co host this week is Open Records executive producer Sarah Smith. Hey, Sarah. Hi, Brian. So before we bring in our guest this week, we have a pretty exciting announcement to make. If you are listening into Open Record, For the past three years or more, I don't know how long this has been going on, Sarah. It's been a long time. We have released 269 episodes. We've won a couple of regional Edward R. Murrow awards and one national Murrow award for best podcast. But through all of that time, Open Record has been, as most podcasts are, an audio-only product. You can hear us. But you can't see us. And Left. some days, I was going to say some days, that's probably a good thing. Now we have to actually, you know, take showers and put on decent oh, clothing, oh. things like that, because Sarah and I, this changes today. Sarah and I are sitting sitting in the brand new Fox 6 Digital Studio with special thanks to our chief photographer, Kale Zimney. That's Kale right there. He's put this whole studio together. He is the puppet master behind the scenes who's pulling all the strings and changing all the cameras and making things look good. So if you are listening to the podcast, this is not the end of the audio podcast. It will continue as it always has. But now there's a video version as well. And there are going to be a number of places that you can see that. Um, Sarah, I don't know if you've had a chance to play with the Fox local app at all. But um, that is where this will be.
0: Yes, and I have not, but I have heard so many good things as people are clicking through around here, and our digital team, you know, talking about it, um, and they're super excited about this video podcast happening too. So,
2: so the Fox Local app is, uh, it's you know, if you have a smart TV and you have the, all the different little you know uh, squares or whatever for mm-hmm. Netflix and Hulu and whatever else there might be, there is a an app for. Fox local. And if you click that, there are local TV stations around the country that are local Fox stations, including Fox six. And one of the things you'll be able to see there is the video version of open record, um, among many other things. You'll be able to see contact six stories, investigations that have previously aired, um, newscasts and, and and more. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be all sorts of stuff. They also are talking about. Um, and I know this is currently have started already is the um, the bubbler in real Milwaukee, they clip that and you could rewatch that in case you missed it. And those are some of the the kind of the local stories that are happening in and around Milwaukee that happen and we showcase on Real Milwaukee.
2: And my understanding is, so I have Roku TVs at home or Roku, uh, the devices, and we are not yet on Roku, but that's coming soon. So right mm-hmm. now you can get it an Apple TV, Android TV, Fire TV, like a Fire Stick yep. or something like that. Those all, it's all there already. And what uh, Carrie Doctor, who's our digital content manager was telling me Is that eventually it's going to be built into certain TV brands? LG, I think, already has it. Vizio is coming soon. There may Mm -hmm. be others where, when you get the TV, it'll be the Fox Local app will be right there as part of sort of the services available on your TV. So
0: 2023, man.
2: Remember when we used to just have three channels and Mm -hmm. you could just you had to turn them on and be within a broadcast range? Well, things have changed, so you can watch us from all over the country. Let's get to today's topic, because, Sarah, we, we talk a lot about investigative reporting on this podcast, and, and I love doing that. Um, but a lot of times what we don't talk a lot about is the day-to-day stuff that really keeps the news going all the time. Right. You know, Sometimes I, I can't believe that I am off the air as long as I am working on things behind mm-hmm. the scenes. But we have reporters who are on the air every single day, and um, – some of them are covering just whatever the story of the day may be that comes about. This is the most important thing. We've got to send you on it. But what we don't see a lot of in local news is beat reporting. And we're lo- we're bringing some of that back to Fox 6 News. And we're going to talk about what that is, why it matters, and what Fox 6 is doing to bring it back to the local newsroom. And here to talk to us about his local news beat, we're going to welcome in Brett Lemoyne, who is joining us via Zoom.
0: Our first guest on our video podcast. How's it going, Brett? Hi, Brian. Hi, Sarah. Great.
2: So, uh, it, first of all, just in terms of this setup, we have for a long time had you on as a guest, and you're a great podcast guest. But it for, on your end, it often means you've got to record like a separate audio stream in addition to connecting to Zoom, and it's very complicated. This is probably a little easier now, right? It's like a vacation. <laughs> I don't have to. Do it. I just sit
1: here on my couch.
2: <laughs> so, I like it. So. Beat reporting, uh, Brett, this is something that you now have uh, a, a beat here for Fox 6 News, and, and my understanding is it's sort of developed over time. I don't know how this really came about, but maybe tell us a little bit about what your beat is, how it but came hold, to be. Oh, hold
0: on. Before we even get to that part, though, okay. I think saying a beat reporter is is what we kind of call inside baseball, right? Sure. Like, so what sure. is a beat reporter? I think that might be, you know, That's for listeners who don't start. know, yeah. if we're going kind of behind the scenes here, what is a beat reporter?
1: Yeah, that's a perfect scene setter, Sarah. So uh, let, we'll back up and, and kind of explain that for our audience. So I think of a beat reporter as any reporter who has kind of a, a specialized focus whether that's on a particular community or a particular topic uh, for our viewers that watch the national evening news, for example, you probably hear people uh, referred to as, you know, the Pentagon reporter or a London bureau reporter. That's kind of what I think of when I think of a, a beat reporter, someone with a specialized focus in a particular area.
2: And I know we years ago, people who uh, are Fox Six News fans will remember someone like Joanne Williams, an education. Yeah. Beat reporter. We had
0: health reporters that were beat reporters, you know. So, yeah, yeah, that, you're right, with that specialized focus.
2: So yeah. it can be a topic like that. It can also be an area. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about your beat and how that came to be.
1: Sure. Uh, well, I think it was kind of the the, the genesis of it started in right before the pandemic, uh, where our news director at the time said, you know, we really want to up our game in covering certain segments of our um, demographic population, and and one of them being... Waukesha. you think in terms of just the suburbs of Milwaukee, which obviously is our most populous area in, in not only the state but in our, our viewing area, um, you know the, the suburbs are equally important uh, as well. There's still lots of things that are happening outside of Milwaukee and they really wanted to bring a focus on uh, Waukesha County in particular. Unfortunately, the pandemic kind of derailed uh, those plans. Uh, and we're fortunate enough to have uh, some new management in at, in at Fox Six who also recognize that this is something that is important. And so I would say within the last two two and a half years, we really started to up the ante in terms of um, covering uh, stories that happen out out west, as it were.
2: When it comes to covering a particular area, what are the advantages of that? And, and I'm sure there are some drawbacks as well. But why is that advantageous over just sending? whoever happens to be the reporter to go cover that Waukesha story today? Or, or does it in fact mean sometimes stories might not get covered if there's not someone who's focused on that area?
1: Sure. Well, I think there's a lot of challenges at stake, right? Just in terms of what we do every day as TV news reporters and journalists, uh, it's very difficult for any one of us to be an expert on everything and know everything that's going Amen. on in, uh, in Milwaukee, in Oak Creek, in Kenosha, in Sheboygan. It's just not possible. Um, so you can know a lot of little things about, uh, you know, everything, but not certainly uh, have that intense focus like, like I do here in Waukesha. So basically it means, you know, I get up every morning, I read the police blotters, um, I, I talk to my neighbors I, because I live out in Waukesha, uh, I talked to friends. I've developed sources, which has been so wonderful. You know, when something happens uh, in this community, I know exactly who I need to call to get information. And sometimes that's just not possible when you're out uh, covering stories at, at any given area within our viewing area because it's just so wide. It's so huge.
0: So we know Milwaukee is, you know, the largest city in our area. Obviously, Waukesha, up and coming, it is developing every day every month um, why is Waukesha important for Fox 6 in our market
1: well I think there, you know there are a lot of people obviously that live out in Waukesha Waukesha also is one of the largest communities in the state uh, and in our viewing area so there is a lot of stuff that's going on out here and Sarah I'll put it in perspective for you I've been at Fox 6 now for a decade what and I yes <laughs> and I would say that in my first maybe six or seven years at the station, it was rare that I ever came out and actually covered stories in Waukesha. Now, I don't think that that was intentional. Um, I don't think we were ignoring this part of our audience, but when you look at us geographically, right, our station is in Brown Deer, and out in, for example, Oconomowoc, you're looking at about an hour's drive to get there, right? so sometimes you're missing some breaking news that's happening uh, out west sometimes it's just not possible uh logistically to get out and cover these areas so what we have right now is a huge benefit for people uh, living in waukesha county because They know now they've got someone who's embedded in their community who can get to these stories quickly, uh, who knows what it's like living out uh, in Waukesha County and can convey that to the viewer and, and relay important information on a daily basis.
2: You know, what's interesting to me is the role the pandemic actually played in making this possible because prior to that, it was standard practice for everyone to drive into the station and be dispatched from Brown Deer. And so as you talk about that distance to get the farther something is away physically from the television station, the harder it is to make the determination that we're going to commit resources there because it's got to be a sure thing. Or can we get there in time? But the pandemic gave us the freedom to station people at home and dispatch from home. And because of that, you live in Waukesha. If there's something that happens in Economawak, as you said, you don't have to first come to Brown Deer and then go back out. You're already in Waukesha County and can come straight from home. So, so it seems to me that the pandemic actually played a role in really making this beat possible.
1: A hundred percent. And Brian, I should say, not only do I live out in Waukesha, but I grew up in this area too. Uh, so this is really home for me. Uh, you know, I'm a Waukesha West High School graduate. Um, and um, I made the choice uh, to, to be a taxpayer here as well, to move back to this community that I really love. Um, and raise my family here as well, so it it's meaningful to me as well. And I think that um, hopefully our viewers take away uh, from watching this that it also is going to benefit them uh, to have someone like me covering these stories. And you're right, you know, for for the first you know seven or eight years uh, that I was working at Fox 6, yeah, we would have to start at 9:30 on the on the dot. Uh, in Brown Deer and then come out um, you know, to any community, whether that be Kenosha, Sheboygan, or, or Waukesha, um, and then cover these stories. So uh, this has already paid off in a lot of ways, right? I think uh, one great example, Brian, is we just recently had, there was a, uh, an alderman in Waukesha who was arrested for child abuse. And because we're already out here we were the only station that was able to get into his initial court appearance and show that to our viewers. And so, uh, you know, I think that matters. That matters. Right. That's an an extra thing that Fox six viewers get that they're not going to be able to get anywhere else.
0: Do you find so we've talked about some of the positives of of a beat reporter and having you in Waukesha and growing up. Do you find that there are challenges, um, any complications or conflicts where you're like oh this is tough for me
1: sure i would say sarah i mean this has been having having this beat has been the most fun that i've ever had uh working at fox 6 but it's also been the most challenging um it is actually really hard work because you think of the stories for example in milwaukee are often very obvious right you know you've got a, a shooting you've got crime you've got something that's something bad that's happened to someone um, and we go out and we we cover it and we bring that information to our viewers. The stories sometimes out in the suburbs are a little bit more difficult to find, right? They're not obvious. They're not necessarily um, in plain view, so to speak. So you really have to dig sometimes for stories. Um, and I'm very proud of the stories that we've been able to find. Now, one of the challenges I would say is that sometimes, yeah, there are conflicts because a lot of people that I grew up with, uh, went to high school with, for example, went to middle school with, are still in this community. Um, they've been great resources for me um, in order to, you know, get information on on various topics. But sometimes, you know, I do have to take a step back and say I can't cover this particular story because, you know, um, my mother. Uh, lives in in that particular neighborhood, and that could potentially be seen as as a bias or things like that. And so, yeah, you, you do have to kind of take a step back. There was one terrible, terrible incident where I was assigned to cover a, a breaking news story. It was a police standoff in Waukesha, and we went and we covered it. And then we got the uh, the individual's name, who un- unfortunately was was shot and killed by police. It was it ended up being kind of a, a suicide by cop type of situ- a situation. And when I got the name, I looked at it and I thought, "Gosh, this name sounds so familiar." And sadly, it was someone that I graduated high school with. You know, so it 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 also is it's difficult in covering some of these stories sometimes. And obviously, I mean, the the the, the biggest one of them all, right, was the the um, the parade tragedy in December of uh, November, excuse me, of twenty twenty one, and and uh, it, it hurts, right, covering some of these stories. That, um, you know, I've been to that parade. I was going to be in that parade, actually. Um, one of my friends, their kid, they had their foot run over um, during that parade. So, yeah, it it, it it is challenging in that regard.
2: You know, I, I hear you talking about this. And I think what you have in being someone who is embedded in a community who people know they can come back to again and again, who there's some familiarity with in in news, in television news, I think in particular, But news in general right now, trust is a huge issue. A lot of people don't trust the news media for a variety of reasons. Some of that's political. Some of that's just maybe we don't know. There's a lot of transience in news. People come and go. So you're not from my community. When you're from that community and you've been there a long time and people know that you're the go-to, I would think that that that's a big advantage. How important is trust in people coming to you with things or providing you information on stories because they know we know Brett, we can trust him.
1: It's huge. It's and probably the most important thing, Brian, uh, and it's evident by the fact that you know I'm getting emails um you know on a daily basis from people hey can you cover this you know or hey can you help me out with this There's speeding in our neighborhood we need someone to take a look into this um it's people coming up to me at the grocery store and going hey i know you uh you're covering waukesha and you know i've got this problem xyz uh and so yeah it, it has been huge but you know what brian one of the most important things and one of the things that we really need to stress is fox 6 we're not just interested in covering the bad things that happen in Waukesha. We're also committed to covering the good things. And I think we've really done a great job of showcasing not only the, the breaking news and the important hard news that happens in this community, but also the features and the heartwarming stories that happen here too. And I think when viewers take a step back and they see um, that that landscape of stories from, from hard news to, to features, they really say, wow, They are doing a really good job. They really do care about covering our community in every aspect. So
0: one of the things I, in sitting in our morning editorial meetings where we go over story ideas and big things happening in the day, um, I will say that Amanda St. Hilaire, who is a Fox 6 investigator, but also helps with content and strategy in the newsroom um, and thinks big picture, um, you, Brett, will, you know, give your ideas and things happening in Waukesha. And immediately her next sentence right after her question is, Brett, what do you think the biggest story in Waukesha is today? And I feel like that gives you that little bit of, I'd say, freedom or, um, you know, where you you matter, Brett, you know, your opinion matters on what you think is the big story, because you're the one embedded literally in the city, in the county. Um, what kind of role, and I know Amanda's not here to talk about this, but what kind of role has Amanda played, do you feel, in, in helping drive the importance of beat reporting?
2: Feel free to say really glowing things. She is your boss, so... <laughs>
1: Yes, exactly. Well, no, I I mean, Amanda has been great and she's really been uh, a champion here in terms of of uh, beat reporting at the station. And it's not just me and Waukesha. You know, we also have other beat reporters uh, at the station. Jason Calvey, for example. Uh, We can't go without mentioning him because he's our political reporter at the station. And he does very much uh, similar things that I'm doing day to day in and day out with with his beat. Um, Angelica Sanchez for, is another great example in terms of crime stories. And she works with the U.S. Marshals on a weekly basis. But yeah, I, you know, when, when that question is posed to me, I always think, okay, well, there are, you know, uh, my list, I, I always come every morning. Uh, there's no greater advocate in the newsroom, right? For covering uh, Waukesha stories than me, uh, because I, usu- I come with uh, a list of stories each and every day that, that we, need to, we need to look at. And I think that when she says that, what it does is it opens the door because it's not necessarily a, a a crime story in Waukesha that is the big story it's not necessarily um you know something bad that's happened to someone but the big story in Waukesha could be uh, a feat you know it could be a a guy for example that we just did last week that was running uh non-stop for 100 miles
2: <laughs> to, to a great raise money cause. yeah
1: for one of the victims Of the waukesha parade attack and i think that was a big story in waukesha and i think that um you know as i look around to some of our competitors it wasn't covered um and and so our viewers were able to get that here, and I think that that does matter.
2: You know, I was thinking about this as we were uh, planning the podcast. It, you know, Milwaukee is the gravitational center of our viewing area. It's the biggest city in the state. Milwaukee is rather. I don't know if I said that. Did I say Milwaukee or did I say Waukesha? You said
1: Waukesha.
2: Oh, you Milwaukee know. is the biggest yeah. city. It's it's the gravitational sort of force mm-hmm. because it is is the largest. It is where the most attention is going to be focused. And there are – the challenge, I think, in, in running any newsroom in a community like Milwaukee is that there are – it's not just that there's a Waukesha out there. There's Racine and Kenosha and Sheboygan and and Oak Creek and a million places that aren't the city of Milwaukee, and every one of those places has issues and politics and things, positive stories and negative stories, and we don't have enough people to be beat reporters in all of them. But if you go, okay, so where – strategically can we be? It does feel like Waukesha County, not just the city of Waukesha, Mm -hmm. which is obviously huge, but Waukesha County has so much going on. Lake Country is out that direction. There's so much happening there that to ignore that would be missing an enormous piece, I think, of what's going on in our viewing area.
1: And I think just of myself as someone who lives out here, right? When I'm watching the news at night, I go, yeah, that's interesting that that happened in, you know, in Milwaukee or that that continues to be a problem in Milwaukee. But what about us? Uh, you know, that people want to have and, and see their communities reflected back at them, good and bad. And I think, yeah, you're right. Um, it, it, it's you can't ignore Milwaukee. Right. Nor do we want to. Um, but you also have to give a voice to all the other people and all the other communities uh, that are in our viewing area. And sometimes it's something as small as. Like I said, um, you know, people that were complaining about speeding or or people blowing through stop signs in their neighborhood. Well, that's important to Mm -hmm. hundreds of people, right, that live in that neighborhood, that travel in that area. Maybe even you'd expand that to thousands of people that drive by there every day uh, and they're in this community and they want to see themselves and and their communities reflected back.
0: Well, I think it almost kind of too reminds me a little bit of our Contact 6 franchise where- People come to to you, to Jenna, to other reporters with, with a problem, with an issue. People are speeding in my neighborhood, we'll use. And, you know, maybe they've tried avenues that just haven't, you know, they've hit a couple walls. And then, you know, you, you kind of come in and you're able to share their story, share their problem, try to hold these people in power accountable. And then, again, they see that and go, yeah, we matter. And thank you for being able to to help us push through what maybe we felt was a dead end.
1: Yeah, I mean, I go back to, uh, you know, the slogan at Fox six uh, from, from when I started was because you matter, right? And so I take that to heart in every story that I do because even if it's something small, it does matter to people, right? Mm-hmm. It does matter to our viewers. It does matter to people in a community and a neighborhood and a house. I mean, you can you can narrow it down um, more and more, or you can expand it too. Uh, because you matter is something that I think we, we all live and breathe in all of the stories that we do at Fox six. And I think it really shows on our product.
2: I want to point something out that when we were talking about our first video podcast and, and who, what would the topic be and who would the guest be? Um, it was Amanda who suggested we, we talked to Brett about this subject and I, and I presented it to Brett and, and Brett, uh, in, in full humility said, I'll only do it. If you also bring on Jason Calvi to talk about his political <laughs> beat, because I don't think I can fill a whole podcast just talking about my stuff. And I want to point out that we've had a fantastic conversation, Brett, just with you. Uh, you're always a phenomenal guest, uh, and I think we could probably keep talking about this for, for a long time. But no, you've been, you've been a great guest today, so I'm glad you did it, even without Jason. Well,
1: Yes. And thank you. Thank you for doing that. And thank you for showcasing, um, you know, and further emphasizing that Waukesha does matter and that there are stories that are happening here every day. Uh, it's a community that I love. It's a community I grew up in. Uh, it's a community I'm raising my family in. Um, even even my, my mother-in-law has moved to Waukesha. Uh, so <laughs> You're it, an it influencer. Really <laughs> <laughs> it really means a lot to me. And uh, it's a community that I'm proud of. And, it, and the stories that we're, we're telling on Fox 6 are, are stories that I'm very proud of. And I know that they do mean a lot to, to people living out here.
2: I think that's a good time for us to go off the record. This is the part of the podcast where we get a little more casual and have a little fun by answering a question for which we have not prepared and Sarah Smith, I oh I still have the I still have the language down here from last time. Not no Sarah Smith. She's getting a root canal. I'm glad your <laughs> root canal went okay. Oh. Um, that you are you are back. Um, I am here. But you have a question. I do. And you are not in pain.
0: I do. Did we get rid of Brett? Oh no, there he is. Oh no, sorry. Brett's still oh, here. Yeah, okay. we've still sorry. got Brett for,
2: for off the record. I got a
0: little yeah. sweaty. I was like, if it's just Brian and I, this might be a rough one. Um, <laughs> But let me just say really quick, one more thing. Um, Brett, your love of Waukesha and Waukesha County is so infectious that I literally, I'm like, should I move to Waukesha? I am from McGowanago. <laughs> and so I also have a soft spot in oh. my heart for Waukesha County and Waukesha. But man alive, like listening to you talk about Waukesha, I'm like, oh, my heart swells. <laughs> okay. Um, the
2: Waukesha Chamber of Commerce literally to sign him. Right, exactly, contract, right, so. right.
0: Okay, so our off the record question. Um, this is something that I'm sure will send Brian spiraling. So tipping at a restaurant, restaurant is normal. Tipping when someone delivers something to your home, food, groceries, whatever. Also pretty standard. Um, But think about all the things we do now in our day-to-day transactions and purchases that are self-checkouts. I'm not really talking about grocery stores, but more like at a coffee shop or something I, maybe, maybe you have a better example but what about I have tipping? a lot of examples what about tipping you know when the, you're on the iPad and you're there touching the buttons and then they swivel it around to you and there's all those tipping options and you're like what am I even tipping for how do you feel about tipping at those self-checkouts
2: I have all kinds of things to say but Brett if you want to go first you can you can go why right don't, ahead. Wait, I have before
0: thoughts. Brett answers no? Brian no, why don't you give an example Sarah, maybe
1: oh you're ready I'm ready okay, yeah, go. This happens to me all the time. Cause <laughs> I go to the, the chocolate factory weekly Ugh, in good. and get ice cream.
0: <laughs> They're subs. <laughs> uh,
1: yes. I get ice cream, my son and everything. Yeah. They love it. But yeah, they, when they turn it around and they always say tip, you know, and the, you have the option. I don't tip. I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, to me. I mean, you're, that's your job. You're scooping the ice cream. You put it in the cup. You're getting paid to do that. I, yeah. I just, I don't think that, a tip is necessary, My but
2: 15-year-old son, me. it would be so upset to hear that, but I agree <laughs> with you. My son worked at the Chocolate Chisel in Port Washington for a year. He just recently changed jobs to another custard place now in port washington called toucan that's brand new and he comes home and tells me how much they got in tips that day and my first thought is what Why? are you getting tips for <laughs> you scooped ice cream you're not waiting tables you're not bussing tables and and here's the thing because i know it means a lot to him and he's 15 years old now if i go to get ice cream i end up tipping because i feel like well that would upset my son if he was working and so i relate to that and and I guess I'm not so offended by the option to tip. You talk about that action of swinging the thing around as they look at you. It feels like there's an expectation and that's where I, I, I start to have a little bit of a problem with it, but I'll take it one step further. It's it's not just the option. It's when the options are 15, 20,
0: 25 percent <laughs> or custom, which means in my head more
2: or cut. You're right. Yeah. You, you know, you want to. So 25 percent tip when you just bought ten dollars worth of ice cream Two fifty. You know, I, I don't tip that at the bar for a for a beer. You know, I, I so I, I don't know that. I mean, like, I think we all expect waiters, waitresses, um, uh, bar staff that that's sort of standard yes. and, and it's built into their sort of expected mm-hmm. salary structure too. That's why waitstaff is often paid very poorly by the hour right. because mm-hmm. they expect to make tips. Um, But I yeah. don't want to be the guy who says no tips because I think it, if yeah. you feel like they gave you exceptional service, they were super friendly and you want to help them out fine. Yeah.
0: But okay. Think about it though. Okay. So let's say let's just use a fast food restaurant, a, a, a chain fast food restaurant. You go in you buy. There's no tip jar. There's no option to tip these workers. They're just paid. So, does that are you are we saying, I don't know, and this is just a question, like so at, at people at Toucans or whatever other custard place, are they just I mean, cuz there've always been those little tip jars, right? Where you oh, throw your change right. in when you pay with cash, but so many are cashless now, um or so many people pay with cards. So, do you think they're just paid less that they want the tips? Is it just become standard where everything is tippable and
2: I think the mechanism of how we pay has made tipping so much easier, easier. that it's a why not and, and and there there's there's an argument to be made that for the small business owner this is a way of not having to raise mm-hmm. someone's pay because Wage. hey yeah. we just made it easier for people to tip you and I'm not I'm not a small business owner and I know that can be a very difficult you know math problem to do in terms of hiring young people and how much you can pay them these days so I'm not going to argue that I just the, the it's the expectation. I'm fine with optional tipping. And if people want to be very generous, I think that's wonderful. I think it's sort of the expectation for something that was a very, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking at? sort of an expected part of your job, a basic thing. Like mm-hmm. I just filled one. I go to Starbucks. I don't get the fancy drinks. Mm-hmm. I get a tall, dark coffee, p- yeah, roast coffee regular, with yeah. no cream or sugar. Mm-hmm. And to think that for that $3, I'm going to tip an extra couple of bucks just doesn't always add up um so anyway that's that's my overall assessment
1: well and the problem the problem with the tip jar too right is that you don't know I, I imagine it's split up amongst all the employees at the end of the day or you know how does that work right if, yeah if you if you have someone who did a great job for you and I agree yeah you should you should give them a tip uh but if you put it in the jar how does that get divvied up how do you know how does it get a lot of times equally equally split
2: yeah and you've you've tipped someone for good service but maybe the others they work around get some of that i know But what if
1: brett goes to
0: the chocolate factory at 1 p.m and johnny scoops his ice cream and then johnny's shift is done at three but they don't split tips till 5 p.m what the what Johnny gets.
2: Uh, That's I. I, Now that I feel like that's for that place to figure out. Fine. And and I'm still. I think
0: logistics.
2: But I'll tell you, I I have one experience, and this actually happened recently, and I won't name the coffee place. It happened at a coffee place, and this to me was the most over the top of all of them. Was I was in a drive through at a coffee uh, place, and as I came through the drive through and went to pay, um, that instead of handing out the thing for me to you know swipe my card and then decide. The person inside took my card, but then, bef- while deciding whether or not she needed to hand me the device, she said, "Do you need to add a tip or anything?"
0: <laughs> <laughs> As yes. though
2: I'll only hand this to you if you need to tip, and so I'm left with the option of going, uh, "Nope, don't need to tip." Looking or, like a turd, or yes, please. Like yeah, that and I, that uh, one was too far for me. And, and I don't, I don't falter. I know what she was just trying to yeah. say. This is a pain to keep handing this thing out. Right. But the, the, do you, uh, do you care to tip or not? Oh, um, it's kind of was, like when
0: they go, do you want to round up for charity? Oh.
2: At least it's not for their own charity though. Know, when you're asking, that's for, a tip, you're that's asking for That's your true. That's true. That's true.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's true.
2: Money. Um, and
1: Brian, yeah. do you find, do you find it's even worse because you're on television, right? And people know you oh, that they're I- like, oh. Brian Paulson didn't get the cheapskate. <laughs>
2: <No>. <laughs> Brett, I now I, I hadn't considered that. but well. now you've just added a layer that I have to consider. You don't want to look like the cheapskate, oh, so right? It who pays to be you know, a house cat. Tip. And here's Pools. the thing. I don't want anyone to get the wrong impression. I am a generous tipper, yes. especially oh, in yeah. situations yes. that typically call for that, because I, you know, anyone who's worked in any sort of service job, you know, hundred percent how important that is. Yeah. And I am particularly I mean, I, the thing is, I'm the person who will, who will tip even for bad service i'll tip you know the ex- expected maybe mm-hmm. it's 15 or 20% and i'll give more for exceptional service i think that should be rewarded so i'm not uh, i'm not chintzy on tipping it's just the idea of the the new uh, the new obligation that's been presented for mundane tasks mm-hmm. and i don't think any of us is unique in that i think that's probably a pretty common beef yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i right. agree yeah okay good i'm glad we made it clear that we're not stingy people though, <laughs> overall if you have a topic you would like us to discuss on open record or an issue you think we should investigate for Fox 6 News, please send us an email to fox6investigators at fox.com. Brett, thanks again for being on the podcast. Thanks for being on our inaugural hey. video podcast. <laughs> um, Thank uh, you. We're man. glad to have you here and and uh, look forward to more of your stories covering Waukesha and Waukesha County. Right. And Sarah, come to Waukesha.
0: I love it. I will be there.
2: As always, thank you to the people who make this podcast possible. That includes our executive producer, Sarah Smith, our editor, Dave Machuda. I don't know what title we give other than I know chief photographer, Kale Zimney, but I'm going to call him the man behind the the curtain (laughs) extraordinaire. I'm going to call him
0: Master Puncher, but I was like, that sounds violent. um,
2: uh, (laughs) What is he? The the Wizard of Oz of open record. Um, And remember, uh, I don't, I guess I don't have this all written down here, but remember, if you're listening to the audio version, the audio podcast continues as always, but the video version of the podcast is is new and so you can follow it you can find this podcast on the fox local app on apple tv android tv fire tv and soon Roku, as well, and more other options.
0: I believe this will also be in the Fox 6 YouTube channel.
2: Fox 6 YouTube channel yes. as well. So, a lot of places you can see us, and once you've seen us one time, you may never want to see us again. Or
0: all the time.
2: Or all the time. You may want to come back. But this will be so the video version will be available each and every week as well. With that, I'm Brian Polson. We'll be back next week.